Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good Wednesday morning. Israeli troops inside Gaza's largest hospital this morning. A major raid in the hunt for hostages now unfolding. It is Wednesday, November 15th. This is today. Storming in, Israel carrying out a targeted attack this morning. Intelligence from Israel and now the U.S. alleging Al-Shifa Hospital is being used by Hamas to carry out military operations and hide hostages. Intense fighting breaking out all across Gaza. And back home, hundreds of thousands march in the largest rally for Israel since the start of the war. We're not going to let history repeat itself. We are live in Washington and on the front lines. High stakes summit. President Biden and China's President Xi set to meet face to face for the first time in more than a year. What we're trying to do is change the relationship for the better. Just ahead, the major issues on the table and can anything be done to lower tensions between the two superpowers? Crisis averted. With just days to go, the House passes a temporary plan to avoid a government shutdown. The new Republican speaker finding rare support from Democrats. And just when you think things cannot get any lower on Capitol Hill. Do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Stop it. Is that your Pardon. solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. You know, you're a United States senator. A stunning series of dust-ups in Washington will have the reaction and the fallout. Criminal case, an arrest made in the shocking death of a professional hockey player. His neck slashed by a skate during a game. This morning, why police believe it may not have been a freak accident on the ice. Those stories plus Friends Forever, the touching and deeply personal new tributes to Matthew Perry from his co-stars Matt LeBlanc and Courtney Cox. And let the countdown begin. We are ringing in the holidays here in Studio 1A with a look at the hottest toys in Santa's sleigh today, Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. It's good to have you along with us in the middle of the week, Wednesday morning. Lots to get mm-hmm. to, including this high stakes meetings happening near San Francisco today between President Biden and China's President Xi Jinping. It follows a tumultuous year for U.S. and China relations, and the nations are now aiming to get back on track. Well, for its part, Congress is trying to get back on track. Here's a live look at Capitol Hill, where a short term bill to avoid a government shutdown was passed, but the Hill also making headlines for a pair of unusual and heated confrontations. We'll have those details just ahead. But we will begin this morning in the Middle East, where new video has been released from the ongoing Israeli operation inside the largest hospital in Gaza. U.S. intelligence now backing Israel's claim that Hamas is using those hospitals to hide command posts and hostages. We've got it all covered. We'll start with NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons. Keir, good morning. 
Tavana, good morning to you. Hospital officials say Israeli soldiers stormed the Al-Shifa hospital at 2 a.m. this morning. They say there are 650 patients inside, 400 medical staff and thousands of displaced people in the hospital complex. Israeli officials say the operation is based on intelligence information, is precise and targeted and is against Hamas in a specified area of the Shifa hospital. This morning, the Israeli Defense Force releasing edited images it says shows fighting in the Gaza Strip. And Gaza's health ministry, run by Hamas, sending video it says shows the intensive care unit of Al-Shifa Hospital. A shell hit, he says. There's gas and heavy smoke. We're evacuating patients. NBC News cannot independently confirm what the footage shows. Israel announcing an operation to target, quote, terrorist activity at Al-Shifa. Al-Shifa is where doctors say 36 premature babies are being cared for, with no power for incubators. One little boy, injured, was rescued from rubble. The doctor says four babies were born by caesarean, their mothers dead. The Israeli Defense Force releasing images from Al-Shifa with soldiers' faces blurred. It says shows them carrying medical supplies into the hospital. Hours before Israeli forces moved in, the Pentagon saying U.S. intelligence believes Hamas and Islamic Jihad operate from al-Shifa. Hamas and PIJ members operate a command and control node from al-Shifa hospital in Gaza City. They have weapons stored there and are prepared to respond to an Israeli military operation against the facility. Hamas denies the claim and outside al-Shifa, bodies have been piling up. This morning, Jordan says targeting a hospital is a war crime. The head of the UN's humanitarian affairs says he's appalled. And the World Health Organization says it's deeply concerned. The UN says the Hamas terror attacks on October 7th and holding of hostages is also a war crime. And in Washington Tuesday, a massive and peaceful march showing solidarity for the hostages and protesting anti-Semitism. Organizers saying hundreds of thousands attended. Back in Israel, hostage families marching to Jerusalem this week. This is my mother, Shoshan, my sister, Adi, and her husband, Tal. And this is their son, Naveh. He is eight years old. This is Yahel. She is only three years old. Seven members of Yaval's family are held. His dad, murdered. This is the last picture of him I, I, I have. Here's so much going on. What is the White House word this morning to all of this, in particular this raid? Well, Savannah, the National Security Council providing NBC News with a statement after the operation was announced. It reads in part, we don't want to see a firefight in a hospital where innocent people, helpless people, sick people trying to get medical care they deserve are caught in the crossfire. Meanwhile, Savannah, an official from the Gaza Health Ministry, which is run by Hamas, says staff and patients and displaced people have been questioned for 10 hours and some have been taken away. All right, Keir Simmons in the region for us. Keir, thank you. Let's move now to the high-stakes meeting between President Biden and China's President Xi, the two leaders preparing to sit down in California today. NBC's chief White House correspondent Peter Alexander is in San Francisco for us this morning. Hey, Peter, good morning. 
Hoda, good morning to you for President Biden. Today's high stakes summit is part of an effort to restore one of the world's most consequential relationships, a tense rivalry that has been in a downward spiral for years. For China's President Xi, this is his first visit to the United States in six years. This sit down summit this afternoon is expected to last several hours, a meeting that for both sides offers opportunities and risks. It'll be their first face-to-face visit in a year. President Biden and China's President Xi Jinping arriving in San Francisco ahead of today's highly anticipated summit between the world's two biggest economic superpowers. What we're trying to do is change the relationship for the better. The president detailing his desire to simply stabilize a relationship that's reached its lowest point in decades. To get back on a normal course of corresponding, being able to pick up a phone and talk to one another if there's a crisis being able to make sure our military still have contact with one another. Tensions have escalated since their last meeting, punctuated by the U.S. shooting down that Chinese spy balloon and a collapse in military-to-military talks. While downplaying the likelihood of any major breakthroughs here, White House advisors are emphasizing their effort to manage competition between the two countries so it does not descend into conflict. The way we achieve that is through intense diplomacy. That's how we clear up misperceptions and avoid surprises. Among the thorniest issues to be addressed, China's close ties to Russia and Iran, its combative approach toward Taiwan, and disputes over the theft of technology, hacking, and trade. One possibility for new cooperation on the opioid crisis, where the president is hoping to establish a joint partnership to tackle the illegal flow of fentanyl from China. Every aspect of the Chinese president's visit here to the United States is going to be highly choreographed from what he sees out of his motorcade windows down to the camera angles that he's shot at during their meeting today. Biden administration officials have spent months trying to reduce tensions with China, which is why the United States is also invested in President Xi viewing this visit as a success. Hoda. All right. Peter Alexander for us there in San Francisco. Peter, thank you. In the meantime, with Friday's deadline looming, it appears a costly government shutdown will be avoided. The House passing a short-term spending bill spearheaded by the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, who relied on the help of Democrats to get it passed. The vote took place on a day filled with tensions and almost too much to believe confrontations on Capitol Hill. NBC's Garrett Hake with the details. Garrett, good morning. Hey, Savannah. Good morning. Yeah, lawmakers have been in session here in Washington for 10 weeks straight. That's an unusually long stretch of long days and long nights precipitated by the ouster of former Speaker McCarthy. And now tensions are boiling over, even on a day of rare bipartisan agreement. The bill is passed. This morning, Congress is one step closer to avoiding a government shutdown, with the House passing a short-term funding bill with bipartisan support and days to spare before the deadline. We just had to get the job done. The bill, which now heads to the Senate, would keep the government funded through early next year. It also frees up lawmakers to leave town for Thanksgiving later this week, a badly needed break as tensions among lawmakers reached a boiling point on Tuesday. It shocked me more than anything else. Tennessee Republican Tim Burchett, who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy last month, claiming the former speaker shoved him in a basement hallway while he was being interviewed. Kevin McCarthy walked by and 
elbowed me in the kidneys as he walked by. Oh, it was 100% on purpose, man. What a chance. 435 members of Congress paid up as voters against him. McCarthy calling any physical contact between the two men purely accidental. If I kidney punch him, he'd be on the ground. So come on. Hearings growing heated, too, including a showdown in the Senate. When previous social media taunting between Teamsters President Sean O'Brien and Oklahoma Senator and former MMA fighter Mark Wayne Mullen nearly turned a health committee hearing into a cage match. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution every poll? No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay. Sit down, please. Unlikely referee 82-year-old Bernie Sanders intervening. Senator Mullen unapologetic afterwards. You don't do that in Oklahoma. You don't run your mouth unless you're going to answer the call. But with the government funding bill through one chamber and on a glide path in the other, lawmakers are eyeing a long Thanksgiving break, being away from one another, something they will likely all be thankful for. There are dumb days on on Capitol Hill, and there are dumber days on Capitol Hill. And this is one of the dumbest I've seen in quite a long time. Well, that was well said. Okay, so let's (laughs) talk about business, Garrett. The funding bill. It goes to the Senate now. So what happens next? Well, look, the fact that this House vote was so strongly bipartisan is a good sign for a pending Senate vote, which will probably happen tomorrow. But it might be a bad one long term for new Speaker Mike Johnson. He got fewer Republican votes on this spending bill than McCarthy did on the last one that was ultimately part of the reason McCarthy lost his job. A lot of conservatives are frustrated with yet another short term deal here that doesn't have spending cuts in it. So the bill will likely make it to President Biden's desk. But the Speaker's honeymoon in the House may be just about over. All right, Garrett, thank you very much much. All right. Coming up on 713, a lot more news to get to. Welcome, Craig, to the table. Hey, Craig, morning. Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. With the holiday season upon us, a lot of Americans are thinking about their money. How far will their money go? Well, the newest report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showing that overall prices have not changed much over the past few months, but they're still up more than 3% from last year. Bottom line, you're still paying more, but consumer prices are increasing at a slower rate than we've been seeing. Let's bring in NBC's senior business correspondent, Christine Romans, to break things down. So, Christine, just top line here, what what does all of this mean overall on a macro level? let's bask in the good news for a minute. Remember when it was 9% the inflation Mm -hmm. rate? I mean, that was terrifying, and that was was issue number one for American families. So 3.2%, that's better than it was in September. That means prices are rising more slowly. It's still rising faster than the Fed would want. Still faster than American families would want, but that is a slowdown in the inflation rate. Used car prices fell last month. Airfares fell last month. Gas prices fell last month. And rents and, you know, shelter costs grew more slowly. So all of that was the good news. That's why the Dow Jones Industrial Average had a very good day yesterday. Mm -hmm. But, you know, most people care about the grocery bill, not the Dow, right? And so... We're still worried about overall prices still a little bit too high. Yeah, the stock market rallies because they're hoping that interest rates won't be raised mm-hmm. again. But I'll be the negative, Nelly. Grocery prices yeah. are still high, and that's yeah. what most people feel. And when you talk about an inflation rate that's slowing, that gets you know Fed economists all excited because mm-hmm. that's what they want to see. They're bending that curve. But for us, the prices are still higher. The level of mm-hmm. prices has gone up the past two or three years. So when you go to the grocery store, you still feel like, you know, grocery prices, four of the six categories that this CPI measures were higher in the most recent month. So people feel that the grocery bill today is higher than it was two years ago. And I think that's why the opinion polls show every time I say, guys, the economy is doing okay. You know, the public says, 
It doesn't feel that way. It really doesn't feel that way. And I think grocery bills are a big part of that. You mentioned briefly gas prices. Yeah. There was a tiny bit of good news there. What are you seeing? They, there was. And yeah. that is a really big driver of these numbers month to month. Um, gas prices have been falling. They're oh. down year over year. We'll watch to see if a slowing U.S. economy, a little bit cooling of the U.S. economy, which is a good thing, um, will keep those gas prices under wraps heading into the end of the year. It's anybody's guess. Uh, this morning, a lot of the Fed watchers are saying no more Fed rate hikes. I think we'll have to wait to see if Jerome mm-hmm. Powell decides that he can say mm-hmm. mission accomplished. He doesn't want any more head fakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is overall going in the right direction, Thank these you. inflation numbers. Thank you, Christine. How clear is Christine Roma's body? Thank yes. you, Christine. <laughs> it's a great pickup. It's a great pickup. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Christine. All right, let's get a check of the weather. Mr. Roker, what you got? Well, we got some wet weather for our friends down in the Gulf, unfortunately. Seven million people under flood watches from Daytona Beach all the way down into the Keys. So we're going to be watching this because we've got a lot of rain from New Orleans all the way down to Key West and all the way up into Atlanta. We're seeing showers. So here's what's happening. We've got one low pressure system that's developing over the Florida Peninsula, but then a second system developing also this flood threat today from Daytona Beach on into Miami. Then tomorrow, this system takes over, intensifies. It actually has the potential to become a tropical system, but we're still watching that. Then for the day, we are looking for today, a moderate risk of heavy rain from north of Fort Lauderdale all the way down to Homestead. Rainfall rates one to three inches per hour, upwards of five inches. But locally, there could be 10 inches of rain in southern Florida, and that's going to lead to some flooding, unfortunately. That heavier rain stretches all the way up to Daytona Beach and on into Panama City. Then we've got a weekend coastal storm. That one storm develops, heads up the coast Friday into Saturday. It's going to bring heavy rain to the Outer Banks, on to the down east Maine, and the backside of it brings some colder air in. So we're going to be watching this system. Depending on how close it gets to the coast, it could affect our weekend going right on into Sunday. Next half hour, we're taking a look. Could be some trouble uh, for some travel uh, as we get into the middle of next week. Oh, oh right before Thanksgiving? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Al. Just that we have new details on the tragic death of a hockey player slashed by a skate in the game. An arrest just made. We'll have the very latest. And then some heartfelt new tributes to Matthew Perry from his co-stars on Friends. Chloe Malas is here with that. Hi, Chloe. We have some of those emotional tributes from some of his cast members, and we're going to get into all of that next. All right, Chloe, thank you. Got that and more. But first, on a Wednesday morning, this is Today on NBC. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users. According to Indeed data, need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, and you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration 
when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. The one and only Miss Martha Stewart. The queen. All hail the queen of Thanksgiving. Cheers! Salute to the Queen! Cheers! Oh yeah, we remember that. That was it's with 7:30 now, but that was one of our favorite moments from last Thanksgiving. There's Miss Martha getting her rightful due as the Queen of the holiday. There's Mariah and there's Martha. Martha, and she wears it well. Yeah. And lucky for us, Martha's going to be back with us tomorrow, mm-hmm. along with 19 other amazing chefs for today's eighth annual All-Star Thanksgiving. So be sure to join us for all the recipes, tips, and tricks you're going to need to prepare your big feast. We'll do like that, that tomorrow. Looking mm-hmm. forward to that as always. Meanwhile, we do have a lot to get to in this half hour, including some new developments tied to a shocking death during a professional hockey match that's made headlines around the world. A player suffered a fatal cut to his neck while in the game, and now there's been an arrest in the case. NBC's Kelly Kobiea has the very latest. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Hi, good morning to you. Yeah, police in England released the man on bail this morning. They haven't named him and he has not been charged. But in announcing his arrest yesterday, police called Adam Johnson's death unprecedented and a tragedy. The death of former NHL player Adam Johnson left his family and fans heartbroken and shocked. Just think it's awful. We really are one big family. Now police are investigating whether what happened on the ice October 28th was manslaughter. This video showing the moments before Johnson was injured, when the skate of an opposing player cut him in the neck. The 29-year-old from Minnesota was pronounced dead at the hospital. The other player, 31-year-old Canadian Matt Petgrave. Johnson's aunt, watching from Minnesota, spoke to Sky News before the arrest. Yeah, we've seen people get cut in hockey, uh, maybe when they've been They've been down on the ice. Have you ever seen this get us, you know, get a skate to the neck like that? Never. South Yorkshire police say they've been carrying out extensive enquiries to piece together the events which led to the loss of Adam and consulted highly specialized experts in their field. The person arrested on suspicion of manslaughter has been released on bail this morning. Police saying the investigation continues. The question whether any player's actions were an accident or criminal. Manslaughter cases invariably don't uh, have any intention to kill. What has happened is that through someone's negligence or indeed their extreme negligence, they have uh, caused the loss of somebody's life. The tragic death putting a spotlight on safety. The coroner releasing a report calling for more protections, writing that deaths may occur in the future if neck guards or protectors are not worn. In Johnson's hometown of Hibbing, Minnesota, a celebration of his life last week, his partner paying tribute. To me, you were everything. You were my home, my best friend, my sounding board, my rock, my safe haven, and the love of my life. 
We were unable to reach Matt Petgrave's agent overnight. Johnson's team, the Nottingham Panthers, said his death was a tragic accident. They've now etched his name in the ice at their home arena, and they're playing a memorial game in his honor this Saturday. Guys. All right, Kelly Copiea. Kelly, thank you. Well, we turn now to those tributes for Matthew Perry. They're new, nearly three weeks since his death. We've only heard from his friends' co-stars as a group until now. NBC's Chloe Malas joins us with that story and these new tributes. Hi, Chloe. Good morning. Good morning, Savannah. The reality of Perry's passing is still reverberating through Hollywood. The magnitude of the loss still setting in. But yesterday, his friends' co-stars, Matt LeBlanc and Courtney Cox, began to open up. Spread your wings and fly, brother. You're finally free. Part of a loving farewell to Matthew Perry, posted Tuesday by his on-screen best friend of a decade, Matt LeBlanc. The post begins, it is with a heavy heart I say goodbye. The times we had together are honestly among the favorite times of my life. Welcome home, man. And then this from Courtney Cox, his on-screen wife. I am so grateful for every moment I had with you, Maddie, and I miss you every day. The two posts the first public comments from Perry's Friends co-stars since their joint statement just days after his death. We are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. Sweet mother of all that is good and pure. (laughs) Perry passed away in a hot tub in his home October 28th. The cause of death deferred. Investigators still waiting for the toxicology report, which could take months. To my best bud... Thanks, best bud. Perry's on-screen chemistry with LeBlanc, Cox, and all the cast was the secret sauce that helped propel friends into an iconic place in TV history. I'll I'll get you later. (laughs) Over the weekend, Michael J. Fox, Perry's inspiration for acting, reflecting on their friendship. He's a funny guy, and and if I was ever as funny as he is, he's as funny as I'm happy. After attending Perry's private funeral, some of his castmates now sharing their sorrow and memories publicly. Cox posting an outtake of this iconic scene. Do you think you knew I was here? Okay, your turn. No, no, beginning. He told me to say it, he did. And LeBlanc sharing these sweet sentiments. It was an honor to share the stage with you and to call you my friend. I will always smile when I think of you, and I'll never forget you. Never. And a nod to their characters and friendship, Matt LeBlanc ending his tribute with humor, saying, I guess you're keeping the 20 bucks that you owe me. (laughs) Sweet. Sweet. So touching. And we're waiting for some of the other co-stars to hopefully speak out, too. All right. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you. Still ahead. When is the last time you had your hearing checked? Okay, Maria Shriver is going to join us. She's setting light on how that very simple test could lower your risk of Alzheimer's disease. First, though, Vicki Wynn is here exploring the frustrating new world of tipping. Hey, Vic. Hey, good morning, Craig Hoda. Savannah, to tip or not to tip, that is the question many Americans are asking. So on top of tipping fatigue, you've got this tipping confusion. Coming up, our tips to help you tip. That's next right here on Today. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with seven-time Grammy winner Casey Musgraves to talk about the inspiration for her new album, the process she uses to write those beautiful songs, and finding success while bucking convention in Nashville. 
You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. Something bad has happened to mom. Streaming now on Peacock. Joy Delaney, mother of four, has gone missing. From the author of Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers. She will come back. You think we're this, like, big happy family? Oh, oh, oh. A confession. Starring Oscar nominee Annette Benning, Sam Neill, Jake Lacey, and Allison Brie. Secrets will poison any family, and what you don't know can hurt you. Apples never fall. Streaming now only on Peacock. That pretty tree across the street, they're putting the beautiful, beautiful Swarovski star. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. In place on Rockefeller. There it is. Mm-hmm. Hoist it very carefully. The lighting ceremony, you guys, is exactly two weeks Oh, from today. wow. It's happening. God. Yeah, it'll yeah, be on NBC. It's really fun. Cool. Guys, call it tip creep. <laughs> tip fatigue, tip inflation. Yeah. This morning, a new survey is confirming how a lot of Americans feel about this new culture that surrounds tipping. Yeah. yeah. NBC's senior consumer investigative correspondent, Vicki Wynn, is here with some, some tips on tipping. Hi, good morning. Yeah, we, we all need them this time of year. A majority of Americans are now saying they feel like they're expected to tip in a lot more places today than just five years ago. And for many, it is confusing and frustrating to know when and how much of a gratuity to leave for everything from going to the hair salon to buying donuts to what to pay the pet sitter. Whether on a tablet or inside a jar, Americans say they're feeling pressured to tip more than ever before. For what? The option to add a gratuity now increasingly the norm, everywhere from coffee shops to self-service kiosks at the airport, even concert venues. People sharing their frustrations on social media, overwhelmed about when and how much to tip. 30%? That is, this is my first time ever seeing that. Am I just behind the times? A new Pew Research poll found about 7 in 10 Americans think tipping is expected in more places now than five years ago. But only a third say it's easy to know when and how much to tip for different services. The consumer is just absolutely tired of being asked to tip. They're tired of being asked to spend more money than they normally would on their goods or services. According to the survey, most people still tip at sit-down restaurants, but the amount is up for debate. 57% of people say they would tip 15% or less for good service at a restaurant. About a quarter would leave 20% or more. But most people agree they don't like automatic service charges or suggested tip amounts. In New York, restaurant owner James Malios automatically adds an 18% gratuity to the bill for all customers. So for our colleagues, it allows them to earn a living wage, rain or shine. Malios says the surcharge should be no surprise because it's clearly posted on the menu, website and bill. Beyond sit-down restaurants, the majority of Americans also usually tip their hairstylist, bartender, food delivery driver, and taxi or rideshare drivers. But there's no consensus on how much is the right amount. Tip requests outside the usual services increased during the coronavirus pandemic, when many businesses installed more checkout touchscreens. Why am I tipping? For a mobile pickup order. Now, companies like DoorDash even warning customers who opt out of tipping their delivery drivers up front that they might have to wait longer for their orders. Younger adults are likelier to see tipping as an obligation, but overall, Americans tip less frequently at places like coffee shops or fast casual restaurants with no servers. If you're purchasing a low cost item such as a pastry or a coffee, there's nothing wrong with you going above and beyond and showing your gratitude in the form of a monetary tip, but you're not required to do so. 
All right, so we've been confused about tipping for, for a while now. I know. And now the holidays are upon mm-hmm. us. That adds another layer, perhaps, of, of potential confusion. What should we be keeping in mind when it comes to holiday tipping? First, go to the bank and make sure you have small bills for your wallet, those ones and those mm-hmm. fives. If you're traveling this holiday, just remember services like curbside check-in, if someone brings your bags up to the hotel, and especially your housekeeper, make sure you leave some money. What I like to do is when I get to the hotel room, I just put some cash mm-hmm. there That's on fine. the TV stand just so I won't forget, forget. When you're packing up and leaving, you sometimes forget to yeah. leave that tip, and people really depend on that money. What yeah. about the service charge, Vic? Yeah. Like, if, you, if there's a service charge that's already been added, do you tip on the service charge? Or People are really fired up. Remember during the pandemic, and they were like, we're going to add this thing because we're buying masks and protective mm-hmm. gear, and everybody was feeling pretty generous at that point. Yeah. That's sort of a remnant of mm-hmm. the pandemic, mm-hmm. still adding these service charges. Sometimes <laughs> they say it goes to health care for their workers. You don't tip on top of that. You're supposed to tip on the pre-tax amount for a sit-down meal. Yeah, I feel like if you have a little, give a little. If you have a lot, give a lot. You should tip. I think that sometimes that works because I know that sometimes you're hitting the button and there's nobody there, but there are people working there who are never going to get tipped. And they're actually doing something. You just don't see their faces. That in hotels, because I think like in our modern culture, we don't have cash as much as we used to. Mm -hmm. And I wish they had like Venmos or like a way on the bill to like contribute to the housekeeper fund. And then they could, everybody could, they could Mm -hmm. figure out who had this shift or that. Start that trend. A QR code, it goes to all of yes. the housekeeping staff because these younger by the hours that you did because right nobody about, has right cash about anymore. Cash. Right. So, yes, okay. the younger generations don't Problem carry solved. Solved. Well, QR code. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it to the whole yeah. staff. Okay. Yes. Start right. that. Got it. I love that. Thank I wonder you. which Thank hotel you. chain is going to start that right now. I don't right know. Now. Let's turn it over to you, hotel chain. All right. Take care of those housekeepers. They take care of us. Love it. All right. Mr. Roker. How about uh, you? In fact, our crew uh, needs, we've got to uh, uh, tip, 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 tip. Hey, go see what Craig has. You know, it's, uh, I'll Venmo you, Mike. Give me your QR code. All right. The king of the T-Rex arms. I can't tip. I can't get my hand in to do it. I saw it coming. So, I'll catch you on the next time. This whole story was a setup for this moment. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I didn't want to disappoint you. Thank hey, you. this doesn't disappoint either. I've, th- th- I've not seen something like this. We got this low pressure system off the California coast. So it's going to be doing kind of a loop to loop through the week and then finally moves inland on Saturday, bringing rain for much of California and some mountain snows into the Sierra. This becomes kind of a coast to coast system crossing the country, the country Sunday to Wednesday. It's going to bring rain, strong winds could impact travel with some snow in New England. Also into parts of Western PA, heavy rain down through the south, which would impact air travel for Atlanta on into Washington, D.C. We could be looking at some problems on that busiest travel day on Wednesday. So hopefully we can get this, get you a little more clarity on this as we move into the weekend. But right now, want to give you a little bit of a warning there. The storm timing is uncertain because of that loop to loop we showed you. So we, we still have uncertain impacts, but we want to make sure you are prepared. Warm weather continuing today through much of the plains, rain developing in California, plenty of sunshine through Texas, flood risk likely down through Florida. And that's your latest weather, guys. Thanks, Al. Coming up, I know you too. (laughs) If you have a child on your holiday list, you're going to want to stick around. We're checking out the hottest toys that will be filling Santa's sleigh. Coming up, we know Travis Kelsey spending a lot of time with one Taylor Swift. The question is, has Taylor's singing habits maybe rubbed off on the NFL star? We're going to find out on Pop Start. Pop Start. 